Good evening, good evening, good evening on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday. This is Humble Dame coming to you guys. And I wanted to speak to you today about a, a concept that I came upon that was very, very interesting to me. And that I'm actually going to practice within this very podcast. It is by, uh, excuse me if I butcher his name, it's by Brene or Brain Brown, if I'm saying it correctly. He did a wonderful TED Talk and it was titled The Power of Vulnerability. The Power of Vulnerability. This is a wonderful quote from him. It said, what makes you vulnerable makes you beautiful. Isn't it interesting how themes and conversation happen? During the past couple of days, I have had several conversations linked to vulnerability. I am not sure why, and it really doesn't matter. However, as I have embodied vulnerability and not having the answers and knowing I am enough the way I am, the more I feel comfortable in the space of not being able to explain things or having answers, but just being here in the moment, if that makes sense. This was so beautiful. And this is actually, I'm reading an article that's quoting and that's basically doing the same thing I'm doing. We're piggybacking off of this wonderful, wonderful, brilliant man by the name of Brain Brown. Renee Brown, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry if I butcher his name. You can find it on YouTube with TED Talk. But the um, name of the website is Habits for Wellbeing. Habitsforwellbeing.com. It is very, very nice. They have good articles on here. You can even get on the mailing list and receive some some tips on uh, education, on how to uh, keep your well-being up to par. And so I want to go down and, and read a few inspirational quotes on vulnerability okay it says I understand now that the vulnerability I've always felt is the greatest strength a person can have you can't experience life without feeling life what I've learned is that being vulnerable to somebody you love is not weakness it's strength and that was a beautiful quote by Elizabeth Shue and I will read another one love comes when manipulation stops When you think more about the other person than about his or her reactions to you, when you dare to reveal yourself fully, when you dare to be vulnerable, Dr. Joyce Brothers. I think that is so, so beautiful. And so I'm going to be vulnerable in this moment. I wrote a book uh, that's a part of an eight-book series, a poetry book series, titled Diamond Chronicles, and it's available on blurb.com. And one of the books that I actually believe I read from the other day is titled Limerent lust and limerent lust this was about um when i was erratically in love with my kid's dad obviously i had a lot of kids by him but i was very very much so enamored with him and his body was beautiful and it was chocolate and he had the pecs and the biceps and he was very slim the way i liked it and so in the course of us making love i would get inspired afterwards to write a poem when he would leave or when he would go to work and I would be missing him like immediately afterwards. So it was for me a very passionate uh, relationship and I, and I enjoyed it. I mean, even though it ended it, I learned a lot in that relationship. And so I wanted to read you guys and keeping up with the theme of today's podcast and the power of vulnerability, which the theme is coming from Brene Brown, I believe Brene Brown. Okay. The title of the poem is called Break Me. Summoning a Mayan fertility dance and rituals. You sadistic narcissist loves this primal attraction. No denial. So insecure and intellectual. Pounding, tenderizing me. A, 
E-I-O-U. I scream in vowels. Neanderthal ticking and jerking. Evolution of this male's renewal. Descend me in the air. Straps around my ankles. Sink into this sweet water pussy. Anvil. Every night, thanks, not annual. A polisher with my spit shine those precious purple jewels. Microseconds later, from me you go through mental and physical withdrawals. A contortionist female, extremely flexible. Chastise me, purely contextual. Or is it, I have no spine like a jellyfish, bending in monkey-like ways, very sexual. Shut the bleep up and take me, break me. Lace me with that power pack stick. Serpent behavior, no limbs, only belly. Possess my tongue, I flick. Reaching higher levels and higher heights. In this sweaty atmosphere, I scooped you through sheer wit. Face numb, glowing from ecstasy. Hands grasping my body and soul, requesting the best of me. Scented magnolia oil laced my ass while he's shanking. Full blown out doggy style, the animal in me is panting. Sunlight rays dressed his back with much euphoric episodes. This sexual passion is seated in gold, very bold. And if what they say is true, then the eyes are the windows to the soul. Then he is this constantly repeating of how my Netherlands is always new, never gets old. Pelvises collide in the midst of a storm outside. Rainwater soaked his clothes into my castle, his wood glided. Intellectual conversations leaves wetness oozing out my ears. My mandingo, he is. I've been pierced with a spear. Very robust. I keep my oath. Sweet abode. You're the pattern of my ashu mode. Constantly apologizing for stuff I didn't even do. While you are pollinating my flower, I die a little. Resurrect me with your magical wine and sensual powers. So, uh, yeah, that poem was like really long and uh, intense. <laughs> The title of this poem, again, is titled Break Me. I wrote this poem, I believe, 10 years ago. No, it might have been a, maybe 7 or 8. Obviously, it was right around the time, probably, when I got pregnant with my son. But, um, or surely thereafter, I can't remember. But this poem is an old poem. And so, I wanted to keep up with the theme of the power of vulnerability. Vulnerability strips you of um, pretense. And I just actually just wrote a piece um, that's going to be for my upcoming book titled Naked. And when most people think of sexuality and nakedness, they go um, immediately to like, you know, lovemaking. But I'm going to be, I'm speaking about different realms in which you can be stripped of pretense. And so that brought me to this beautiful thought of the power of vulnerability. And I went to go look it up and here we are. Voila, we have Brene Brown that is discussing the same thing when you could just truly be vulnerable. That doesn't mean to be stupid or to be overly candid. You have to know how to behave in certain situations. But, you know, if you're within the confines of your own home and no matter what you're going through, whether you're going through a hard time in life, um, whether you're having uh, seasons of lack, whether you're having seasons of overflow, it's best to be vulnerable in those moments because to be vulnerable is to truly be you. You're, you're stripping yourself of pretense. And sometimes our creator, while I'm speaking about this submissive journey, our creator will strip you of pretense. Now, most of you will be thinking, how was she speaking about the creator and submission and spirituality when she was just speaking about a very sensual, sexual, you know, uh, somewhat raunchy, uh, erotic 
poetry? Well, it's because our creator created sex. And so I spoke about it the other day, how I submitted my sex uh, sexuality to him or I'm submitting it to him. This poem is from a time when I didn't submit it to him. So when you don't submit it to him, you say all sorts of stuff and do all sorts of things. So that's tying into my um, subject of the power of vulnerability, which is borrowed from Brene Brown. My own rendition of it is basically to speak about um, it's okay to be vulnerable. You get stripped of pretense and you get stripped of um, being a representative and you could just honestly be yourself. Um, if you can't be at anywhere else, I know it's in your career you can't or uh, even in some like uh, business relationships. But uh, when it comes to your own personal relationships and your relationship with yourself, be vulnerable. Be be vulnerable with yourself. It starts with yourself first. So that poem was strictly vulnerable. I was uh, discussing uh, uh, explicit and very erotic uh, episode that that's just how I felt after I got done making love with my kid's father. I don't know what he did, but he did something. But um, that was a vulnerable poem. I mean, it was vulnerable, you know, in a sexual way, in a sensual way. And it explained the type of uh, the evolution of how our sex life went. It went from being very primal and like Neanderthal-like to growing into something because I began to be be vulnerable with him in conversations. And that was one of the very few people uh, that I've been vulnerable with in a certain sense. So I just wanted to speak to you guys about that today. And I hope that you are encouraged to try to be vulnerable in yourself as we are on this submissive journey. Uh, If you can't start with anybody else, I understand things are kind of weird these days in society. Everybody is prizing themselves on how savage they can be. They're prizing themselves on how cold-blooded they can be, which is fine. I understand we have to put that front on. But when you're looking in the mirror, stop fronting. Stop fronting. And so that's why I wanted to speak about sexuality because it's so taboo, especially for a a woman to speak about sexuality and then turn around and say that she's spiritual and believes in a higher power. And so this is uh, ties in as well with when I spoke about the other day on my podcast, you guys can go and listen to it, The Invocation to Transformation is that I said that my traditional Christian values are corroding. All corrosion is not bad. And I have opened myself up a little bit more to being more comfortable with different realms of spirituality. And vulnerability, it takes uh, vulnerability to do that, to be able to say, well, I I don't really have it all figured out right now. I just don't in some areas. And then you can also be vulnerable and say, like in my, my case, I've been celibate for so long. I just wanted to read a sexual poem just to remember now, I know in a traditional Christian uh, value system, they would say, oh, you're not supposed to think on that type of stuff, and that's disgusting. But for me, as I'm submitting my sexuality to my creator, I wanted to read at a time where I was being vulnerable in a different state of my life, where I didn't uh, submit my sexuality to him. And I hope I'm encouraging someone else just to be a little vulnerable with yourself. Uh, if you're jealous, say you're jealous. If you're... Uh, envious of someone say it to yourself you don't have to say it to nobody else I understand I understand probably better than most people that it's not really safe to speak to a lot of people in today's society in any relationship I don't care if they're your parents or your man so I've experienced that as well and so that's not coming from a place of bitterness it's just some things is good to keep to ourselves and um let's be vulnerable with ourselves first we're not vulnerable with ourselves to say how we truly feel and to stop fronting to ourselves you don't have to have a representative with yourself. If you're attracted to somebody, say, I'm attracted to them. Even if, you know, you probably with somebody else, you can't do anything about it. Just admit it to yourself and then move on. You know, don't let that, when we don't admit things, 
when we don't admit jealousy or envy or when we don't admit our attraction physically or emotionally or mentally to someone, what begins to happen is we begin to front to ourselves and it, it'll come out in a deformed version of, oh, I can't stand that person. There's just something about them I don't like. You know, and that's not really what it is. You know what I'm saying? You, you encounter people like that, right? When we were younger on the playground, the guy that kept throwing sand and stuff at you, they probably was really like secretly attracted to you. But you probably were the, was the weird girl that, you know, and he was, you know, they didn't want to be bothered. Well, you know, that happens, right? So that can that same thought process can grow up with you. you. You don't grow that up if you don't admit anything to yourself. So it's best just to admit it to yourself and be like, well, you know, it is what it is. Okay? You guys have a wonderful day. And so this is Humble Dane coming to you guys. And I just wanted to tell you guys to have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Sorry about that. There was a little mishap in my uh, phone here. I have a janky phone <laughs> and it doesn't work well all the time. But I just wanted to try to encourage someone and enlighten someone. Just be vulnerable with yourself. Just tell the truth. I mean, even in whatever religion you have, if you know you're in Christianity, you have to repent afterwards. Just repent to yourself. Just tell the truth. And as you begin to tell the truth, you might find out the people that you really call yourself not liking or the situations that you call yourself not liking. It might be something that you really kind of like or secretly are inspired by. Or you really probably just don't like them. Say that as well. I just don't like that person. Or I just don't like this. Or I don't like my job. You know, whatever it is. I don't like this person. If I say it to yourself. And once you say it out loud, it's like a form, it's confession. Which confession is very, very cathartic. That's why you have it where in Catholicism they have you go and speak to the Father, right? And so I believe that's a beautiful concept for us to just be vulnerable. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday and get some sleep. And let's be vulnerable today, okay? Have a great day.